Are you struggling in your faith? Are you pretending you're happy, but stuck in a spiritual rut? Are you tired of listening to famous pastors and preachers who make it sound so easy? Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Protestant and Catholic voice in America. I talk about the important things that nobody else is talking about, like how to align with God's plan for your life, because I believe this is where 90% of Christians get stuck. And I tackle the negative self-talk that we all secretly struggle with, but won't admit. My guests are brave Protestants and Catholics who share their struggles, their fears, and their daily holy habits that help them win in their spiritual lives. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist and a spiritual coach to Christian business owners and CEOs who are married with children. This show was created for you, the broken Catholic, who's pushing to get your spouse, your kids, and yourself to heaven. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're just one surrender prayer away. Today, my featured guest is Leah Archibald. You can find her at makingitworkpodcast.org. She's a fellow podcaster. She's got a message. She's out there doing it. Leah helps busy Christians connect the Bible to the work that they do every day. She believes you can develop a deeper relationship with God and a more meaningful experience of work. At the Theology of Work podcast, she puts timeless truths online for 2 million Christians across the world. Leah's devotionals include topics such as anxiety about money. You got that one? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. How to make the right decision and when to speak up at work. That's right. You can't stay quiet as a, a Christian all the time. Mm-hmm. She is the co-host of Making It Work, a podcast that helps working Christians connect with God around their biggest work challenges. You can find her again at makingitworkpodcast.org. Leah, welcome to Broken Catholic. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Oh, thank you so much, Joseph. It's such a pleasure to be here. Um, so I think the only gaps in that intro is it makes me sound too good. Oh, gosh. Um, so what you're right. What I do for a living is I write about the Bible and specifically how it applies to people's work. You know, and folks who are not necessarily working in ministry, um, which is great, but that's not what I write about. I'm, you know, I'm really talking to the folks who are going to work uh, as a marketer or working in finance or just on the front lines of day-to-day work. How can they connect the Bible to their work? Because I believe the Bible has a lot to say. God has a lot to say about the work we do every day. Um, but I would hate for your listeners to think that I am a polished Christian or that I, uh, that I know too much myself about how to play this game. You know, I came to my current career from work um, in the workplace. I work for a high-tech startup, a couple of them actually. And I, man, did I hate my life and I hated my job when I did that. Oh gosh, I was just so miserable. I was a new Christian at that time, just going to work every single day like, oh God, get me out of here. You know, I had no, I had no way of seeing how my work uh, might connect to God's plan for my life, you know, and I, mm. I just wish I could go back there and speak to myself what I've learned about God in that time since then, which is like, gosh, God really does care about All my right. 
Sports. So let me jump in right there. Yeah. So BC Nation, Leah Reddy is dropping some value here, okay? And the first thing I'm learning about her is she's a broken Christian, a broken mm-hmm. Catholic like the rest Amen of us. She doesn't have it all figured out. She does, she's not perfect. God doesn't call us to be perfect. God actually meets us in our brokenness. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's his strength, his power that transforms us, not our own. So if you're showing up thinking you got this, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Your ego's in the way, and God's trying to get through that thing. Okay. The second thing Leah's dropping here is that when you go to work and you're leaving God out of your workplace, mm-hmm. that's also the problem, mm-hmm. right? Because you're, you're being what I call a bipolar Christian. Mm. Okay. You go into church. That's on a Sunday. harsh diagnosis right there. It is right. And I've done it so I can speak to it right firsthand. I'm a broken mess. Right. So like you're going to work, uh, you're going to church on Sunday. The pastor is saying what he says. You're nodding your head. Yes, I believe. I believe the Bible. I believe what Jesus is saying. Absolutely. Then you show up to work on Monday. You're like in it all the way to the parking lot, all the all way to the, the way parking lot, girl. Right. And then you have spiritual amnesia. Mm. right and and all of a sudden now it's There's something about morning. that morning commute just wipes I'm everything telling you, it's clear like from you your drink brain. That, that cup of poison coffee right <laughs> and it washes away all the goodness right and now you're not being led by god you're being led by caffeine and you go into the workplace right you go into the workplace and now it's crush it kill it stomp on people it's the gary v uh you know kind of and i'm not putting gary v under the bus but it's this it's this hustle you got to work 18-hour days, and whoever works the hardest and outperforms the next guy or gal, you know, wins at the end of the day. But what does that lead to if you fast forward 50 years from now? It's, it's that old mentality. Epic whoever burnout. dies with the most toys wins. Mm-hmm. Is it true? Yeah. If it was, then why does 99% of the population die with regret? You don't, you're not going to die with your yeah. toys. You're going to die with regrets because yeah. you missed out. So Leah's really dropping some value here. And Leah, I know you weren't expecting me to pull all that wisdom out of what you just said. But you really I did, did it. it. <laughs> I really did. Okay. And I want to connect one other thing here because you said uh, a lot of times in work, uh, we don't really associate ministry to mm. that. And uh, a friend of mine, a billionaire, he, um, uh, I heard him say the term for the first time in my life, marketplace ministry. He's saying, hey, your workplace is your ministry. Mm-hmm. Just because you're not part of a nonprofit doesn't mean you're not out serving mm-hmm. God. You need to bring God into the workplace. That's marketplace ministry. What shows up for you in that? Well, if you're not serving God or if you're not working with God in the 40, 60, 80 hours that you're at work during the week, when are you going to do it? You know, mm-hmm. and, um, and work has this really unique function of it brings together people who might never meet on a, on a normal, you know, on a normal church Sunday. That's so you know, true. I, and I'm not even talking about Protestants and Catholics. I'm talking about, you know, people from a diversity of um, ethnic backgrounds and you know, people come from all different parts of the country to work in a company. And, um, you know, and especially working in high tech, I was exposed to people that I would never meet in my normal life. And what was I, what was I doing? I was just trying to hustle alongside them. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't being any good news for anybody around me, you know, because I checked my faith at the door, you know, either because I was, because I didn't know how, you know, I thought it bringing God to the workplace was only evangelism, you know, but Mm. there's so much more that we can do for God by working alongside with God, by showing uh, it's my faith in God that brings, um, that gives me the desire to do excellent work. 
right? That gives so me. So, what does that look like from a, a practical standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. So, I get it. You used to show up at work and you look like everybody else. You yeah. look like the non Christians, even though mm-hmm. your faith was within your heart, and but it was a secret faith. You weren't putting it out there, especially not in the workplace. So, mm-hmm. how did you make that transition? Um, what specifically does it look like for our listener? Yeah. So, you know, it's very easy um, and compelling to show up at work and just do what everyone else does, which is what can I get out of this situation? What's in it for me? You know, how can I do the least and try to extract a paycheck, right? Uh, Which will work. It'll get you through the workday, but it doesn't really feed your soul, you know? And, um, you know, the Bible says that whatever we do in Word or Deed, we can do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. That includes the normal work that we do on a daily basis. So serving God in our work means showing up and saying, what can I put in to this situation as opposed to what can I get out of it? Um, So very practically, it means that when I go into the workplace, I, I say, how can I, instead of just getting what I want, how can I bless my coworkers? are around me? How can I resource them? How can I, you know, when I'm in a meeting, call out what someone else did instead of just calling out what I did, you know, and get the kudos for myself. Be like, hey, Jenny really did a great job in the background on this campaign. I think we should forward her achievement. We should honor her achievement, you know, putting other people um, forward to highlight their contributions. Or So, so you know, I get that. How did you remove your own personal agenda, right? You got bills to pay, oh, a gosh. family. How did you remove your personal agenda that's running in your head 24-7 and really show up present for others, lifting yeah. them? Yeah, I, it, ha- it takes a lot of faith, Joseph, I have to say. And that's, you know, for me, it takes struggling against the fear that I feel inside. Because for me going into the workplace and saying, I'm just going to get mine, what that is, is fear. It's fear instead of faith. It's fear of God's not going to really take care of me. Can you tell us more about that? What did that fear actually look like? Did it have words? Did it have Mm -hmm. negative self-talk? Absolutely. You know, I, well, you know, interestingly enough, I was never raised a Christian. I have to say that I gave myself to the Lord when I was 26 years old. I was actually raised in a Jewish household. So we came, came to, um, I came to faith, you know, with a very different set of stories, right? And especially as being a minority who has been oppressed throughout history, and especially, you know, when it comes to the workplace, no one's going to give us anything. You know, there's this kind of like fight or flight mentality. We got to get what's ours. I'm I'm not saying that um, for all Jews, certainly. This is just something that uh, personally wasn't probably, I came up with it from my own sin. You know, it was in my own head. I don't want to blame anyone else. But, you know, I felt going into my career, I felt that heavy duty fear of um, I'm not going to be provided for. No one's going to take care of me. You know, and I went, I went into the workplace every day just with with my boxing gloves on, you know, with mm. that fight, like no one's going to take this promotion from me. I'm going to get it. You know, no one's going to, even if someone would like compliment, my boss would compliment the coworker next to me. I would get mad. I would get jealous. You know, I've got to, Oh, I got to be, get to the top of the heat, you know? And, um, and what I found all the time was that I was pretty angry and I was pretty miserable. Um, and you know, as God, um, well, what happened is I started reading the new Testament, which was a new, <laughs> a new, a new journey for me and learned about this guy named Jesus uh, who, whoa, offered a different way of thinking about myself, which is that I might be loved and forgiven just for no reason, you know, just because. Um, and bringing, what that meant for bringing that into my workplace was fighting against this fear tape that I had playing in my head all the time. No one's going to take care of me. I have to take care of myself. I have to get one up on someone else. 
and changing the message to be more like those messages from Jesus, more like the messages in the Bible, you know, like more like Matthew 5. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to have worry of his own. Look how God provides for all, for the sparrows and the lilies of the field. Look how God provides for everyone else. Won't God provide for you, you of little faith? You know, God's talking to me in that verse. I, I was the one of little faith. So changing the tape in my head to really believe, and I tell you, Joseph, that's something that I still struggle with, right? I'm not, I don't have it all together, but it's a daily basis of changing the tape in my head to go from fear to faith. But with the faith that God can provide for me, uh, what I need um, through my work gives me a lot more freedom to show up for other people. You know, now if my boss compliments a coworker, I'm like, good job. That's really great. You, the work you did is really great. And then I go back to my boss. It's really great that you complimented, that you, you know, come and compliment us and encourage us in our work. What a good boss you are. I really appreciate that as someone who works for this organization. Um, so and how, does, how does that make you feel? Right. So obviously you made the coworker feel great. Then you made the boss feel great because you lifted them both up. Where does it leave you? It makes me feel free, I have to say, because, you know, the, the internal struggle of got to go, got to go, got to do more, you know, got to got to earn more is um, is a really a form of bondage. You know, and it's a form of bondage that so many of us are in and it's so pervasive in our society. We don't even see it. You know, we don't even see it as a, as a lack of freedom, but I think it's chains that just chain us to our desks, you know, chain us to our steering wheels on the morning commute. And I, um, I think we could do the same good work, but feeling a whole lot more freedom. At least I can, you know, when I bring God into it. BC Nation, I love, I love, love, love where Leah is going with this. Like, this is such good content, right? Because you're walking around, I'm walking around, Leah's walking around in the workplace with these invisible chains on. And we don't even know it. We're in bondage. Why? How do you know? Because if you take uh, time just to step back and listen to what Leah is saying, it's like, how are you showing up? If you're showing up with a personal agenda in your meetings, you're in invisible chains because there's a need. There's, there's something inside of you that doesn't feel good enough or feel worth it where you got to fight. You got to, as she said, I went to work every day with my boxing gloves on. Mm-hmm. If you're going to work every day with your boxing gloves on, trying to survive and fight for what's yeah. yours, you're in chains. Hard to type that way too. Hard to type that <laughs> way as well. So <laughs> Lee is saying, hey, here's how you go from fear to faith. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to add to freedom. If you want to go from fear to faith to freedom, here's what it looks like. And it looks like specifically change what you're putting in your head, Mm -hmm. change what you're putting in your heart. This is what Leah is saying she did. How did she make the transition? She stopped putting in the wrong content. She Mm -hmm. started putting in the God content. Right. Mm-hmm. So she started filling her mind every morning with with the Bible, right? With mm-hmm. words of of encouragement and love and surrender, right? These these things that really lifted her. So look at it this way, because I'm gonna break this down real practically, BC Nation, for you, right? I know some of you listen to um podcasts about horror and murder mystery and everything like mm-hmm. that. Well, what happens when you constantly are piping in murder mystery into mm-hmm. your, your cerebral? Well, eventually that becomes your worldview and you start living in this worldview of fear mm-hmm. that it's going to happen to you. You start to you look st- for assassins behind every tree. Yes. You, walk you start to, to look at people differently. Now everyone's a suspect. Mm. 
Everyone in your life is a suspect and you are the potential victim. What kind of life do you think you're going to live like that? So that's maybe how you're showing up right now. And maybe yours isn't murder mystery. It's some other mm -hmm. form of negative content you're feeding in, you're piping into your brain every day. And you're wondering why, why you're worried all the time, why you're stressed out all the time. Well, shoot, stop piping in the wrong mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. and, and shift it and start piping in love, compassion, God's mercy, Jesus's message. And all of a sudden, you'll start to shift your worldview, or I should say God will, and you'll start to see people as love, as compassionate, as good, and they're out for your best. And now you can start to show up and lift them up. And now we have a better world. And this isn't some fairy tale utopia. I know because I used to live in that broken, dark mess that Leah was describing, mm -hmm. and I've shifted and my world is better. Does that mean I'm delirious and, you know, I'm, I'm just living in this make-believe? No, actually, you're the one living in the make-believe and you created it yourself. Leah, what do you want to say to that? That's the world that Jesus came into. You know, Jesus didn't drop into a fairy tale make-believe world that only exists in like flannel graph and like cartoons. Like he dropped into our real actual world that's dirty and gritty and messy, you know, in the middle of a barn so he could show up, you know, it, within the, um, you know, in the actual horrors, <laughs> the actual horror show that is our lives and take him and take him in a different direction. You know, so I really believe that. And there's no, you know, we're so hungry for content these days. Like, give me more content. What's the hottest? It's like, there's no lack of content about Jesus. You know, that's why the Bible has so, like the, like the word Bible literally means like a library, like a series of books. Like just, there's so many books in our scriptures. Like, here's about, here's what God like. And here's another book about what's God like. Here's another verse about what God, like, there's no end of content about what God is like. Um, I think there's some, but sometimes we have a blockage of engaging with it. You know, mm. we think, oh, I don't know. I don't know if that's scripture. I don't know if it's really current information for me, or I, I don't know if I can engage with it. You know, my, my hope is just like I did. I went to the New Testament and just started reading it and God really spoke to me. I really hope that other uh, Christians and even folks who are not Christians would be able to do the same, would be get past the blockage that they have and look at scripture and mm. say, oh, wow, this is really, this is speaking to me. Um, right. And, and maybe BC nation, you've looked at scripture in the past and you're like, ah, didn't help mm. me. Hey, that was the past. Every day changes. Okay. Revisit. You never mm. know. God wants to speak to you right here, right now, right in your brokenness. Yeah. Leah, let's shift topics for a moment here. I right. want you to speak about dealing with anxiety about work mm. and money. Yeah. Like, like speak right to my listener right now because they're wrestling with that. Yeah. And if they're pretending they're not, they're lying, mm -hmm. right? They're wrestling with it. So what do you want to say to them? What's their way out of that anxiety about work and money? Yeah. So it's a, money is a tricky issue. You know, Jesus talked about money more than he talked about heaven and hell. I just want you to want you to know that. And not that heaven and hell isn't important, but that the people around him were really concerned about money, just like we are today. They were like, where's my next meal coming from? You know, where's the provision coming from? So Jesus talked a lot about it. And um, in all the parables that he mentioned about money, he never once said, you guys suck for being interested in this, right? He, he never like chided his listeners. He didn't like, make it wrong. He, he, he didn't. He said, you know, but, um, but what he said about money is that it belongs to God and God is extremely mm. generous mm. with that provision. You know, God is extremely generous to his children providing what um, they need. So 
Um, there are a lot of different scriptures that you can read in the Bible about money. And, you know, if you go to the YouVersion app on your phone, uh, we've put together a reading plan called Anxiety About Money that you can search for if you want to look at some specific scriptures and be led into those. But, you know, what I'll say to the podcast listeners is that um, Jesus cares what you do about your money. And there are many different decisions that you can make, whether you want to work less, you want to work more, you want to invest, you don't want to invest, you know, um, but the crux of the matter is your relationship with Jesus and whether you're going into those decisions with fear or with faith, mm -hmm. right? Because you can be mm -hmm. a shrewd manager, you know, like in Jesus's parable and invest your money and make a return, right? You know, and, um, but what God cares about even more is, are you being a shrewd manager with your own self, with your own time? with your thoughts, you know, with where you're putting your energies and how you're investing that. And if that is number one coming first, then the decisions that you make about money uh, will follow with God's mm. help. And I will say that a lot of people, uh, a lot of people in the Bible just did the next right action that was in front of them when it came to money. You know, like a lot of our heroes of faith uh, worked in animal husbandry and took care of other people's animals, you know, or worked in carpentry um, or just, you know, or worked as farmers. You know, there are people all throughout scripture who worked regular jobs and God provided for them through their regular jobs. And they weren't like, doing the next like best thing being the star animal husbander of you know of all of Judea like they're just they're working regular jobs they and weren't they weren't running a tech startup you exactly. know on on the farming land or whatever right. it's they like were, the, these were the blue collar workers amen yeah amen and they are the ones that are the heroes of faith who were listed in Jesus's lineage at the beginning of the new testament you know the heroes of faith are the people who are going out and doing their job day after day, not knowing, you know, where their next meal is going to come from and God provided to them for them through their normal work. I think you just summed it all up right there is BC Nation, whatever you do, if you're a blue collar worker or you're wearing a, a suit and tie, we're not knocking you and, and saying you're not, hey, you can't go and, and surrender to God. We're saying whatever you do, whatever you're doing to earn your mm -hmm. income, like show up fully surrendered and dependent on God. It's all about the trust. Do you trust him with your money? Do you trust him with your income? Do you trust him with your spouse and with your children? Or are you trusting yourself? Because mm. yeah. eventually you're going to run out. Well, it's just what's so. Go ahead. I'm not that smart. I always try to trust in myself, but I, my decisions are not that great on my own, I tell you. And also it feels, it does feel like a huge weight on my mm. shoulders when I'm like, oh, Leah, got to go figure it out. Go figure out the whole entire world. You know, how are you going to keep it all together? Um, you know, that is a huge burden on top of my shoulders. And Jesus gave us this other image of bearing a burden. You know, he said, take my yoke upon you. Um, and it's light. And you know, like when you think of the, when you think of a yolk, it's not like an egg yolk, which is, which is what I think, you know, right. um, cause I can't separate an egg to save my life. It always goes on the floor. But anyway, um, it's like a, a yolk in the, in the, the old English is like, uh, 
a, a wooden bar that goes over two oxen that plow a field together, right? So you've got this team of oxen and they're doing some work together. And if one of them turns to the right, the other one's got to turn to the right or, or you know, the whole cart is off balance. It doesn't work well. So Jesus anyway said, he, he, didn't, he didn't tell us to carry the burden of our lives alone or of our work alone. He said, I'm going to do it with you. You're on the right side of this little uh, wooden piece and I'm on the left side and we're pulling it together. You know, we're doing this work together and it actually feels light on your shoulders. But you got to go in the same direction as I'm going. Because if you're going right and I'm going left, nobody's pulling, you know, the sledge behind us. Like it's not going anywhere. You know, in that, that visual of uh, the yoke and the ox and everything, I don't picture myself as a, a second ox in any way near equivalent to Jesus. I, I see him as this big, like tough, muscular, <laughs> you know, bull or whatever. He's just mm. diesel, right? And, and he's doing all the work. And I'm like this little lamb. I'm like this little sheep hooked uh, alongside of him. Like, good job, Jesus. Keep going. <laughs> I like this so much better than when I was pulling in the wrong direction. All right, so and Leah, we're so running happy. out of time. He's so happy to share it with you, Joseph. He really is. He's like, Amen yeah, come that. alongside me. I love it. All right, Leah, great show. Like, we're, we got to wrap it up here. Obviously, okay. time just moves. You, you just rock started. I love it. Welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to... The confession round. Uh oh, goodness! This is I'm where going I'm going. Under the collar. Oh no! Busy nation. She just adjusted her collar. She got hot <laughs> under the collar there. Got a the nervous. pressure is on. All right, ten quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. It's just for fun. Don't overthink it. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, girl. What's your favorite thing about God? So many words have been used to describe him, and yet he's still so hard to pin down. <laughs> Love it. Uh, what's your least favorite thing? Oh, I can't see him. I can't see him. Mm, man. Uh, what are you most afraid of? What am I most afraid of? I am actually afraid of death and before that, not living up to my potential. Yeah, that's a big one. What did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s? Watching CSI. <laughs> no wonder I'm afraid about death. Oh, God bless me way too many hours. You're the person I was speaking to. I don't know why they put one right after the other. Oh, God. <laughs> what secret fear do you have about people? Secret fear about people is that they won't like me uh, and then they won't keep it a secret. Mm, got it. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? That God does like me. God does like you, girl. What's a new habit you want to form? New habit I want to form, thanking God in all circumstances, really all circumstances, all circumstances. So Thank when you. like crap hit the fan, mm -hmm. you're in a storm, everything's mm -hmm. going wrong in your life. You want to thank him then? I want to turn around and say, thank you, God, that you are in this with me. That's the habit there that I go. want to have. Thank you. I'm not alone in the storm. Love it. What's a, a new habit you want to form? The new habit I want to form. The new habit I want to form, thanking God in all circumstances. You're, are you I testing me? I just said me? that. What's the, what's the Do I really habit? want to form it? I really, really do. See, I, I had to ask you twice, <laughs> you know, just to test your certainty. What's a bad habit you want to break? Complaining. Complaining in all circumstances. I think that's more, that's more my MO. Comes out without <laughs> me even knowing it. I want to break that one. So. Yeah, thank you for being real about that. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Right now, I am happy, I feel useful, and, um, and I'm free. Mm. Pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced God in your heart. 
Oh, before I, not free, I guess I would say uh, broken mm. and um, stressed and, uh, and boring. All that stress <laughs> is boring. Life is much more exciting now. <laughs> I love that. PC Nation, are you boring without God? <laughs> All right. And last question. If you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice. Leah, what would you say to them? Oh, gosh. I'd say, look at me. I came back from the dead. Nothing is as big of a deal as you think it is. <laughs> if I can come back from the dead, everything is fine. Everything is fine. Whatever you're worried about is fine. That's what I see Nation, whatever you're worried about <laughs> is fine. Leah, any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus not? Mm, you know, I imagine God like a carnival barker. You know, he's the one who's like, come play this game. Come play the ring toss. And he's like, he's not a bad carnival barker. Like he's not a guy who's going to take your money and send you home without a prize. He's like the best carnival barker that ever existed. He's like calling you to a game that he has already won for you. And you're going to get the biggest prize. Like just, 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 just go in that direct. Just trust. He wants you to play the game. Just play. I'm telling you, it's going to be good. BC Nation, just like a carnival barker, everyone's a winner. <laughs> everyone's a winner. Isn't that how they pitch it? <laughs> I love it. Absolutely true. Amen to that. All right. So BC Nation, um, I want to, to say this to you. Uh, I'm a Christian speaker. I'm a podcaster. I'm a spiritual coach. But I want to uh, offer you an opportunity here and create a possibility. I want you to invite me to come speak at your church about three things, about God's love, about God's forgiveness, and about how God wants to transform each and every one of us. And I'm going to share how he did it for me in my own life. And I'm going to share what does he want to do in your congregation? Here's what I believe. People are suffering. Protestant, Catholic, we're all suffering. We're all struggling with suffering. God wants to set us free. He wants to heal us. My message uh, is the access that your congregation has been waiting for. So reach out to me at josephwarren.net forward slash speaking, josephwarren.net forward slash speaking. Have me come to your church. I want to meet you in person. All right. So Leah, thank you for being on Broken Catholic. You're a superstar for God, girl. It's my pleasure. You're you a are his precious daughter and you, are, you have been chosen. I like to say uh, to any of my guests that are Jew, you know, Jewish heritage and now Christian, you are the ultimate chosen people. You are the completed Jew is, mm. is the actual term. My good buddies, uh, you know, he is one completed Jew. You're the person that Jesus came for the chosen people. And then boom, followers of Christ, like where I'm just a Gentile over here. You know, that's, for that's all where of us, I am. man. It's available to all of us. Thank you, God. So thank you for being on Broken Catholic, and I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, Leah. Thank you so much, Joseph. All right, BC Nation, go check out makingitworkpodcast.org, makingitworkpodcast.org. Have a blessed day. I'll see you next week. Cheers. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. 
If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.